Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. Hello, this is Sam Chan. I want to talk to you about how to create, sustain, and enlarge your big picture. How to create, sustain, and enlarge your big picture. Previously, I talked to you about two things. Because I'm talking to you about six things. I talked to you about personal focus, which is how to keep your heart in the game. Don't get trapped. Don't trap yourself. Be in touch with your own intuition. We talked a lot about sensing before seeing. Uh, we talked about giving yourself permission. Uh, we talked about how people hear uh, different things in their life, how people hear from God, how they have to follow what their focus is shifting because where you're shifting is where your followers are going with you. So as a leader, as you're shifting, your followers are shifting with you and if you're not clear about your own shift and your own focus changing personally you're going to lead them in attentive ambiguous way the second thing we talked about was platform focus in platform focus we talked about how do you create communicate and maintain vision we talked about how people are not attracted to you necessarily they're attracted to your vision and the clearer you are in your vision the better off you are we talked about how to communicate the vision how to create a pyramid how to slice it horizontally how to communicate the vision in ever enlarging concentric circles how to make sure that everybody's on vision uh, track with you how to tell stories about your vision how never get bored about saying the vision again and again we talked about how a good vision has to be portable it has to be motivating and it's got to be memorable we talked about how a good vision is galvanizing synergizing and energizing and we talked about how a vision centricity is the lifeblood of an organization today i want to talk to you about two more things one is people focus how to develop leaders and number two is program focus, how to keep everyone vision-centered. So let's talk about people focus and how to develop leaders. Uh, most things that senior leaders do, especially in church, can be categorized into three categories. Do it all yourself. Hire others to do it. Develop leaders. Number one, do it all yourself. Number two, hire others. Number three, develop others. Now, do it all yourself. That's too much work. Too much work. Hire others. That's too much money. Develop others. That's too much time. But how many of you know out of the three, developing others is the most productive and sustainable and scalable thing that you're going to do. 
So there are a number of reasons why leaders are not producing more leaders today. Because of the pressing demands that their daily responsibilities distract them from what the real work is. Because the real work of a leader is how to discover, develop, and deploy leaders. Discover, develop, deploy. Discover, develop, deploy. Discover, develop, deploy. That's what a leader does. But to discover it takes time, to develop it takes time, to deploy it takes time. And our everyday busyness of life and the urgencies of the issues around us keep us distracted and we don't ever get around to it. <laughs> Another great reason why, not great reason, big reason that uh, leaders don't develop other leaders is because of previous disappointments. Previous disappointments. Uh, you develop somebody and they left you went somewhere else. They, you develop somebody and they deployed themselves in a dysfunctional way. You develop somebody and they betrayed you. So all kinds of things happen and all of a sudden we find ourselves saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. And we stop developing other people because we forget this one thing I want to read to you. It often takes great disappointments to bring us new understanding. Let me paraphrase that. Your greatest understanding can be born in the midst of your greatest disappointment. Another reason why leaders don't develop other leaders is fear of vulnerability. Because if you're going to really develop somebody, they have to be close to you. They've got, they get to know you. They, they come to a place in which they start understanding you as a human being, they see you have feet of clay. They see that you do things at times that are definitely not what you always talk about. And the fear of somebody really seeing us creates the, that anxiety. Do I really want people to see me? Another big reason why we don't create leaders is because we keep repeating a pattern. Most of us, except for you, most of us were not developed by anybody. Most of us were never mentored. Most of us never had people in the life who said, hey, see some gifts in life, see some talents in life. Uh, let me, let me encourage you. Let me take you under my wing. Let me mentor you. Let me help. Let me be part of your life. Let me make this journey with you. I can tell you for Sam Chand, I am what I call, I call myself an accidental leader. An accidental leader. I, have, I was born and raised in a pastor's home. I have pastored. Been to Bible college, been to seminary. I have been a youth pastor. I have been a pastor. I have been a Christian university president. Uh, I'm a consultant now all over the world. And I can tell you this, never in my life have I had anybody, anybody, say to me, Sam, you're making a lot of mistakes. Let me, let me, let me help you. I know I've had people who have reprimanded me. I've had people who have rebuked me. I've had people who have corrected me. But nobody instructed me. Helped me. So all I did from those conversations was sulk away, shrink away, walk away, feeling like, ah, eh, that was bad. Sam, why do you keep messing up? Rather than, this is what happened. This is why you did what you did. 
Here are three choices you could have chosen that were different from this. If you had done this, you would have this consequence. If you had done this, you would have this consequence. Nobody helped me think consequentially. So you know what happened? It's just like a teacher. We teach like we were taught. We keep repeating patterns in our life. So I see leaders everywhere because they were not mentored, because they were not grown in intentionally, because nobody invested in their life. They have a hard time doing that because we cannot give away what we don't have. We only can pass on what we possess. I want to say to you, break that cycle. Break that cycle. Break that pattern. Do that by investing in other people's life. Uh, do that by reading yourself, by watching DVDs, by being part of different programs, even such as this. You have to just break that cycle intentionally. Not, it will not happen accidentally. Because you see, you cannot confuse training and development. Training is about a task. Development is about a person. Training is about a task. Development is about a person. So that means you can train me to do certain things, but you develop me to think in certain ways. So have you seen people, have you been around people who, can, who, who do a job, but they can't think about it? Or have you been around people, here's a great example, who do a great job, but in the process, they destroy people. Uh, they can get your task accomplished. You give them a timeline, you give them the task, and they, they do it, bam, 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 they get it done. But when you look behind them, people have been hurt, people have been destroyed, people's feelings are all over the place, nobody likes them anymore, simply because they are trained but not developed. We develop people first and train them next. So this is not a chicken and egg question, this is a horse and cart question. What comes first, the cart or the horse? Of course, the horse. So the horse is development. The cart is the training. Those who are Bible scholars tell us that Jesus had approximately three and a half years of ministry on this planet. Of those three and a half years, Bible scholars inform us that the first three years, he developed his disciples. Last uh, three years, last six months, he trained them. Three years, development. Six months, training. Because he knew that unless they were developed, that training would just last for less than a generation. I want to talk to all the leaders for just a moment. Keep training people. It is even better if they are better people. Training makes them better at what they do. Development makes them better at who they are. Do, are. What they do and who they are. As a leader, your greatest task is not training. Your greatest task is development. Develop other leaders. Remember I talked in my previous one that there are three tasks. Discover, develop, deploy. Development is different from training. So, there are four kinds of leaders. I call them P's, P-E-A-S. Positional leaders, entrepreneurial leaders, administrative leaders, and spiritual leaders. Positional leaders are people who have specific skills. You put them in that position. You put a pilot in that position in the cockpit. That's the position. You put a greeter in the church in that position. You put a musician on the platform, that's their position. 
You put a customer care person, that's their position. Because they have certain set of skills. But then there are entrepreneurial leaders who can help you think about where you're going, how to get there, rethinking your delivery system, re-enterprising, rethinking what you've already been doing. These are entrepreneurial leaders. And then there are administrative leaders. Administrative leaders are those who have management focus. Management. You give them something to do and they have skills that bring about a management. So it, it, it was a difference between administrative leader and a positional leader is a positional leader has a specific set of skills. That's what they do. But an administrative leader can do a lot of things because they are more managerial in their thing. And then finally, there are spiritual leaders. People who are not positional leaders, they are not uh, entrepreneurial leaders, they are not administrative leaders, they just hear from God, they are there to encourage you, to edify you, they are there to build you up, they are there to be the Barnabas in your life, spiritual leaders. So every leader has a distinctive operating style. And in a different environment, those styles come through. So let me ask you a question. Given a different environment, do you not find yourself in a different place, in a different posture, responding in different ways? So you got to know who you are, how you respond in the middle of all of that. You got to know yourself. So you build that's why you build an, a balanced team. You don't want all entrepreneurials. You don't want all positional. You don't want all spiritual. You don't want all administrative. You want a balanced team because when you have a balanced team, now you can have all the thinking. Synergy happens. Galvanizing happens. Energizing happens. Different perspectives come into being. Remember that only a few people in the workforce will look like leaders in every position. So you bring them together because of the skill sets that each one of them have. Honor each one of them and unite them under a single vision. Under a single vision. So I'm going to give you the six mistakes that are common to leaders that are killers. Six killers of leadership. Micromanagement. Micromanagement happens when the primary leader does not feel they have enough information. I want to say that again. Let me say it another way. If you are a senior leader in any organization, corporate, church, doesn't matter. Listen to the next two sentences. A senior leader, the more they know, the less they micromanage. The less they know, the more they micromanage. So it is the other people's responsibility to keep the primary leader in the know. Another killer is fearful leadership. Fearful leadership is insecure, threatened, and therefore keeps people at arm's distance. And that insecurity, the stink, the bad stink of insecurity will kill an organization. Lack of resources is a leadership killer. Resources, I'm not just talking about money. Money is one of them. Facilities, encouragement, know-how, training, development, camaraderie, empathy, honor, respect. All of these are resources. Number four is making failure fatal. Whenever you say, oh, she messed up and you make it fatal for them, that is a fatality for an organization. Creating a glass ceiling. 
ceiling. ceiling. So what is a glass ceiling? A glass ceiling is, uh, is like a cliche which says it's an artificial ceiling. But I'm here to say you can break through the glass ceiling, whatever that might be. There is no ceiling. And number six is, this is a big one. Allowing, when a senior leader allows people to make end runs around other people that they've put into place to handle that. So, let's just say you, let's say you are a level one leader. You have appointed, delegated, a responsibility level two leader, but there's a level three leader, administrative person in your organization who bypasses number two that you have placed over there, bypasses number two, comes directly to you. And whenever that happens, you're creating a dysfunctional organization because this is what happens. You are dysfunctionally empowering the third level to get to you. You are dishonoring, disrespecting, and actually taking all power away from the, the, first, the, the second person that you have empowered to do that. Don't allow end runs. So, as a leader, when you are discovering, developing, and deploying leaders, of those three things, the most time-consuming is developing. But that is what it takes to create a team. I want, the second thing I want to talk to you about is what I call program focus. Program focus. How to keep everyone vision-centered. You can have a program, but the program does not have direct collation to your vision. A program that does not tie into your vision is just a standalone program. And lots of organizations, lots of churches, lots of corporations spend a lot of energy, time, resources, people, facilities, thinking, meetings, on programs that have no correlation to their vision. So if this is a program, this is your vision, they have to have a definite correlation. So one of the challenges of leadership is keeping everyone focused on the vision. Everyone. So a focused leader is the key to a focused organization. I want to say that two, three times. A focused leader is the key to a focused organization. If you want focused organization, you as a leader have to keep the focus primary in your life and keep communicating it to everybody. Because ongoing changes in the composition of your organization and the leadership team keep adding to the challenges. So, 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 so let me talk church for a minute. Let me give you an example from church. My name is Sam. My wife's name is Brenda. If Sam and Brenda came to your church when you were 200, right? So right now, right now your church is 500, 500. This is your church, 500. We came when you were 200, right over here. 500 is where you're at, 200. I'm going to see, my wife is going to see the church, doesn't matter how much you grow, at 200. Joe and Sally come to your church when you were 400. Right now, now you've grown to 600. They're still going to see your church at 400. So the challenge of creating and sustaining that vision and keeping everyone vision-centered 
your program that you do is to understand the dynamic. People see an organization where they came in as, as an employee. If, if you started that organization and had five employees and you're employee number three, you're always going to see yourself there. And if you grow from there from five employees to 50 employees, you're still going to see yourself as an organization that was at that stage. And, and your stories will always be about back then. Because that is our default setting. Your default setting is where you came in. <clears throat> so it has, what I'm talking to you has everything to do with keeping everybody vision-centered. Because the vision at 200, 400, 600,000, however it goes, is going to be shifting. And you have to make sure that everybody as a leader stays vision-centric. Because the challenges are here. Let me give you a few challenges. Change, chasing the latest fad. The latest thing. The, you know, the latest flavor. Flavor of the month. You see somebody doing this on TV. You read a blog about this. You see this on Twitter. You read that on Facebook. And you say, ah, we got to do that. And what we are doing is we are just zigzagging. Zigzagging. And we go from fad to fad without remaining vision-centric. <laughs> A new idea is not necessarily part of your vision. It can be a great idea, but not for you. Uh, the temptation to, ex to embrace extreme positions. Uh, so if this thing didn't work out, we swing the pendulum to this side. And most organizations, you know what they do? They don't correct. They overcorrect what just happened. Uh, another reason why people lose sight of the vision is because they refuse to keep an open mind as to other things that can bolster your vision. How about the next one? When you confuse the important with the urgent and forgetting what your vision really is. Can I talk to you about something really sad? When the senior leader loses his or her way, the results trickle down through the entire organization. I call them lost leaders. Now, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Lost leaders. Because leaders are supposed to know where they're going. They know, they grow, they show. They are leading the way. But they're lost. We've all seen leaders like that. We've all been under leaders like that. And can I say the third thing that you see coming? We've all been leaders like that. Lost leaders. So when you lose your way, everything gets lost. Uh, let me give you three, three places where people, maybe four of them, where, where people lose their way. Compassion fatigue. A steady diet of giving, 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 and never receiving, never having anybody make deposits in your life. Compassion fatigue. There can be crisis fatigue. Crisis fatigue is when you're dealing with daily crisis, on and on and on, and, and it just beats you up. And then what starts happening is complacency. Complacency. Because you see, nobody loses their way overnight. It happens gradually, over time. And here is something that every leader fights. Every leader. I don't care who you are. You'll fight this. Cynicism. Cynicism. We all get burnt. We all get burnt. 
We all have people who did us wrong. We all have promises that never came through. We all have people who let us down. And we can get cynical very easily. So the four ways leaders lose their way is compassion fatigue, crisis fatigue, complacency, and cynicism. So how do you build a team? Fresh moments, fresh eyes, fresh fun. Fresh moments, fresh eyes, fresh fun. As a leader, keep creating those fresh moments. Keep creating those fresh eyes that see old things in new ways and keep creating fun. Because teams are built in two ways, in crisis and in fun. You'll build a team in crisis and in fun. Let me, let, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, do you all not have friends that you used to hang around with, had a lot of friends, maybe in high school, maybe in college? And then you kind of went different ways. Somebody lives in one country, you live in another country. Uh, you know, they, you're, you're in different places. But if, when you ever get together, be it on Facebook, social media of some nature, or in person, you reunion, whatever it might be, you see each other, it's like, bam! You went back to where it used to be. That is because those relationships were built during fun times. I want to conclude by giving a challenge. What are you doing for fun? If I was looking at your organization, do you have a fun budget? Do your people know how to have fun? Because that is where and that is how you're going to build your team. When I come back, I want to talk to you about two other things. I want to talk to you about procedural focus, how to grow a fit and trim organization, and I want to talk to you about problem focus, how to stay on target in the middle of a crisis. <laughs>